If you're looking for success in the vacation rental industry, Heather Bayer and the team at cottageblogger.com are here to show you that it's entirely within reach. Welcome to Vacation Rental Success, the show that features interviews with industry experts, successful vacation rental owners, and more, all geared toward helping you make it happen. Here's your host, Heather Bayer. Well, hello and welcome to another episode of Vacation Rental Success. Delighted to have you with me once again. And uh, we're into March. Finally, finally, spring is on the way. It's going to be here in a few weeks' time. And uh, having, it's been, it's been such a, a weird winter here, pr- pretty much a non-winter. We haven't had any of the massive snowstorms that we usually have. And I know that so many other parts of the U.S., have been faced with such awful weather this winter in in terms of um, flooding and snow and ice and tornadoes. Um, we really have had uh, we've we've had it really easy up here in Ontario. And of course, I spent two weeks in the Bahamas as well, which um, which made a huge difference. That sort of sort of cut out much of the winter. But I'm sure we're all going to be delighted to see spring come in a few weeks' time. And of course, um, in uh, at the end of April, we'll be um, holding the inaugural Vacation Rental Success Summit, the, the number one conference for vacation rental owners, which is going to be held in Toronto uh, on April the 30th and May the 1st. We can't wait for that. There's a whole load of planning and organization going into that at the moment. If you haven't bought your tickets yet, go on over to vacationrentalsuccesssummit.com and and get going you know we had a we had a blab last week where we talked about why why we go to conferences and we had um uh, matt ward was on he's one of our keynote speakers at the conference he was he was just talking about the fact that if you just take one nugget of information away from it that you can use when you get back that is going to cover the cost of the entire event and that cost could be simply a couple of extra nights of rental for you. If you make one tweak, if you make one small change in the way that you do business and it makes it, it has this knock-on effect, makes a huge difference in your business, then everything that you invested in coming to the event will have been worthwhile. And I know that every event I've ever been to, I have come away so fired up. I've come away with so much new learning, new information, new knowledge that I can apply in my business that, um, you know, we know that with the caliber and quality of speakers and workshop leaders we have, that this is what you're going to come away with. So if you've got questions about it, if you've got questions about the Vacation Rental Success Summit, please let me know. I will, you know, more than happy to to answer them. And please, you know, come come along to our blabs. We blab every week. Um, I'll answer your vacation rental questions. If you'd, um, you know, if you'd like to be informed about what the new, the, the most upcoming blab is going to be, then you just need to follow me on Twitter. I will be sending out all the updates and reminders on Twitter. And of course, you can um, email me directly at heather at cottageblogger.com and, uh, and I can answer questions that way too. So today we are talking to another successful vacation rental owner. And uh, this is Dean Curtis from Serenity Vacation Rentals. That's here in Ontario. 
And uh, it's the first time, in fact, that I've I've had a guest on the show from my neck of the woods, which is uh, which is great because Dean is um, he he understands the unique nature of our industry up here, and uh, and he's going to be telling you how. Uh, how that works for him. He's going to tell you about why he started with one property. He now has four and, uh, and how his business has grown so rapidly to the, uh, to, to where he is now. So without further ado, let's move on over and talk to Dean. So welcome Dean. Thank you so much for joining me today. Well, I'm glad to be here, Heather. Thanks for having me. Well, it's uh, absolutely lovely to have somebody um, on the podcast who is living close to me, fairly close anyway, at least in the in the same province. I'm not sure. Um, I'm not sure I've had anybody before, maybe one or two, but uh, um, I don't think I've had anyone who's who's owned and managed vacation rentals like you do. So, tell me, tell us all a little bit more about yourself. Um, you know where you live, how far you are from your properties, and where they are. Okay. I'm, uh, I live in the city of Guelph, which is uh, about 45 minutes west of Toronto in Ontario. Uh, I work here on the fire department. I'm a captain with the local fire department. I live here with my wife, Jackie, who's a real estate agent, and my three great kids, Noah, Amy, and Andrew. Um, we've, and we own our properties in an area that's close to Perry Sound, which would be about two and a half hours north of here. And it's just a fantastic location. We, we really enjoy it. And um, so there's a little bit of um, learning curve around managing and, and looking after the, uh, the service people from that distance. But uh, we're making it work. And I'm sure we're going to get into more detail on that later. But, uh, yeah, no, it's, uh, it's great. Whenever you're giving your weather forecast, I can always sympathize because I'm having the same weather here as well. Yeah, you sometimes have it a little bit more crazy to the to the west of uh, of the city than we do. Um, my my business partner in my property management company lives in Waterloo, so that's not far from you. And and often he will get on the on on Skype with me and say, "Oh, we've got a blizzard," and and I'm saying, "Well, you know, we've still got green grass here, and it's uh, it's such a nice day." So yeah, even though we're only three hours apart, we can have this uh, still still have these differences. However, the big difference is where your properties are. Um, that we, we call that here in Ontario, the snow belt. Um, the reason for that is um, certainly in the early part of the winter before the lakes freeze up, um, the, uh, the, the snowfall can be incredibly heavy. It's what we call the lake effect. Um, as the, as the cold air passes over the warm air coming up from the lake before it freezes, it just turns it to snow. So, uh, I'm pretty sure you've got a ton of the stuff up there. Yeah, it's really amazing how, how big of a difference it can be when you're only three hours away. Like it'll be sunny here, and they're in the middle of a blizzard up there. Um, so there, there can be quite a bit of difference, and temperature difference as well. Like it, It'll be 10 degrees warmer here, and we're only you know, two and a half hours away. It's amazing. Yeah. but uh, so, so you've got how many properties? So we're at four properties now, Heather. Um, uh-huh. It's, uh, well, I can get right into how, yeah. how we ended up with four, if that, that's that, all right. So, yeah, that would be great. Okay. So I, was de- I wasn't one of these people that right off the bat wanted to have a vacation rental property. I, uh, my wife uh, wanted to have a cottage for quite some time, and I was dead against it just because I'm not a very handy person. I didn't like the idea of paying two mortgages. 
driving two and a half hours away to look after it. It just didn't make sense to me. And I've had uh, rental houses in the past where there were long-term rentals. We'd rent out to students and families here in the city of Guelph. And uh, I got out of that, had a bit of a, a bad taste in my mouth after that. And uh, one day the light just went on. My wife, Jackie, said, well, why don't we buy a cottage and just rent it out in the off time? And then you don't got to worry about, you know, paying two separate mortgages. And and that really uh, struck a chord with me. I thought, you know what, that does make a lot of sense. So we went out, started looking for uh, places to buy, and we fell in love with a cottage, which is just a little bit south of Perry Sound, uh, on the northern tip of the Muskoka region. And we bought that cottage in 2012, and we started to rent it out. And I just fell in love with the business after that, just uh, hearing all of the great feedback from our guests that, uh, that go and they leave their comments in our guest book on how great of a time they had, how much they enjoyed themselves, I love the interaction between between our guests and uh, hearing about the good times that they've had at the cottage. And it just grew from there. We had a, uh, a piece of land that became available on the same lake about six months later. And uh, and I said to my wife, you know, what if we were to buy that land down the road, we'd be able to put a cottage on there. And of course, she was trying to get me to buy the cottage originally. And now she's saying, whoa, 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 cool your jets here. We just bought one cottage and you're already talking about cottage number two. But but I couldn't help it. We had to go out and we, we bought that piece of land. And then as we're sitting on that piece of land again, I said, well, now I'm making payments on this land. If I put a cottage on there and other people can be paying for that cottage and we can be renting it out. So uh, we, we built our second cottage, Birch Grove, and that was uh, the first rental was in the summer of June, uh, June sorry, of 2014, and it's been very successful since then. Now, since that time, other people have seen that, you know, we're renting out a couple of cottages. They see how passionate I am about it. Uh, they're getting excited about it. So my sister actually wanted to purchase a cottage and do the same thing. And she said, uh, you know, I'd feel a lot more comfortable if we were actually partners on this. I said, great. We went halves together, ended up getting cottage number three, Lee Valley. And uh, we've had a number of other people coming to us in the meantime that are interested in having us rent out their cottages for them or joining with them. And that actually happened in the fall of this year. We had uh, there was a, a couple of investors out of the Kitchener area wanted to get a cottage. They liked what we were doing. We met with them and said, yep, yeah, we would we would love to rent out your cottage for you. They said, uh, you know, I would feel a little bit better if you were a partner on it. And I said, what the heck? So <laughs> we're partners on a fourth cottage and that one we call Mallard Beach. And that's, uh, yeah, the Thanksgiving of last year was our first rental on that one. And all four are going strong and we haven't looked back. We're looking forward to the future. That's that's fantastic. I, I always love hearing these stories about how people scale their business. You know, they start with the one and it, it seems it seems to happen with with many of those who are who who start off they become incredibly passionate about it and and then they there there is nowhere to go once once the 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 occupancy is maxed out so the only place to go is is to invest in the next one but i love that idea that you're um partnering with uh with other people um in this investment it's it's a different model really from from the one that that would perhaps take you off into the property manager agent type of um, relationship yeah and 
I mean, we're not, we're certainly open to just managing and looking after the cottages, but so far, um, you know, everyone that's, that's uh, come to us, they've stressed that they'd feel more comfortable if we partnered on it. Um, and, and that just seems to be the way things have been going so far. I mean, uh, we'd certainly be interested in, in uh, assisting other people in renting out their cottages on their own. The thing that, you, as you mentioned there, the thing that drives me crazy is when someone calls to rent our cottages and all four of them are booked. And then I have to tell them, no, I'm sorry, I'm booked. And I know, and I try to offer them other weekends, but I know that as soon as I'm off the phone with them, they're out there looking for another cottage. And that's why we want to continue to increase and, and add to the number of cottages that we have available. If I can keep them under the Serenity Vacations umbrella, then at least I know that they're, they, they've come to know our company, they've come to know our brand, and they won't be going elsewhere. I want to keep them with us. Yeah, it's an interesting, and this is something I want to share with the audience here, and I think I probably have done it before, that, that the Ontario market is, is fairly unique. Um, not so much in the fact that we have a very short high season because there are some other areas that have similarly um, truncated seasons. You know, ours is July, August with a little bit of June and September creeping in. But, uh, but you know, we when I first got into the business, Dean, I remember somebody saying, you know, come Labor Day, the, the gates of Toronto close and, and nobody goes out. But I've, I have seen over the years that this is beginning to, you know, there's, there's a little bit of a leak in those gates and people are seeping out now. So the, the season is beginning to get a little bit, um, bit longer. Have you noticed that? Absolutely, without a doubt. Um, certainly the higher demand is definitely for the summertime. Uh, we're, we're, we're increasing the prices every year. The demand seems to increase every year and people are booking sooner and sooner every year. We're getting, uh, our summers are booked completely full by November of the year before. So the demand continues to increase. And as that demand for the core summer weeks increases, the demand for the, if you picture a ripple in the water effect, the demand for the just outside the high season, the September, October, November, the demand for that starts to grow as well. During the summertime, we're booking, you know, by the week. Uh, during the fall, spring, winter, uh, we, we will do rentals as short as two days. We used to find we would rent pretty much every weekend during the off-season. And now we're getting to the point where people are renting a Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday in the middle of the week in November, just so that they can get some time at the cottage. It's uh, the, the industry is really growing. It's it's just amazing how. And of course, you've you've seen it much much more than I have. I've, I'm relatively new, only been doing this since 2012. But even the 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 uh, changes since 2012 have been amazing. Uh yeah, absolutely. And you know, I, I we started in 2003, and yeah, it's been. And in fact, I well, that started my management company in 2003. I've been renting out my own properties here since 1999. Um, so I've seen, yeah, just a dramatic increase. And you, you mentioned, um, demand. I mean, the demand just has, I was talking to my accountant yesterday, actually, and we were just doing our year in figures and he said, wow, this is an amazing business you're in. Uh, he said, it just doesn't stop growing. And I said, yeah, it's volume driven. Um, because the demand never fails us in July and August. And all you have to do in the off season is, is to um, target your market. And actually, a lot of people out there with their properties don't target their market um, out of season. 
So which which is why you do so well because you're 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 doing that you know, focused marketing. We'll come to that in a minute, but I I really have you know a very specific question here that mm-hmm. I I know exactly what it's like to try and find um, reliable caretaking maintenance cleaning staff in such a rural location. So how how do you manage those those changeovers? Have do, have you found a, a specific one company or, or do you have a number of different people that you are um, working with? Yeah, you're absolutely right. I, I have currently we have a number of different people that we're working with. So um, although for my cleaning staff, I do have uh, one lady who looks after all of our cleaning right now and she has a staff that works with her. So I deal primarily with through her and she looks after scheduling the cleaners uh, at each of the different cottages. Uh, so what what I did originally was just put an ad in uh, Kijiji, which for I guess the American list, listeners is the same as Craigslist. And uh, I met up on a weekend at the cottage. I would meet with different individuals and find who was going to be the best fit. Uh, they didn't all work out right away. Our cleaning staff. Uh, this is our third uh, individual that we're with. Just we have a certain standard we want to be at, and I want people to know, you know, when they're in when they're renting your cottage that they're going to have that standard at all of the different cottages. And if they're not meeting that standard, it's just not going to be acceptable because I, I, you know, we can't have that uh, tarnish the brand name. So it is, it is the third person we've been on, but this lady has been fantastic. We've been with her for a year and a half now. Our, um, our service people are handymen in the area. I use a few different people based on their proximity to the cottages mainly uh, two of our cottages are a little bit east of Perry Sound, and two of them are just a bit south of Perry Sound. Uh, all four are very close to Perry Sound, but the, the two and the two between each other is about a 45-minute drive by the time you wind around all of the lakes. So it becomes difficult if you need a handyman right away. Uh, number one, it's a 45-minute drive even if they are available right away, and number two, they may already be be busy with another job. So. It's nice to have a handy person really close by in case there's an emergency. You can get them over there right away. But it's uh, it's been good. We've, we've been lucky. We went up, interviewed some great people, and uh, we've got some great people working for us. Did, did you find that you had to almost um, – did you find you had to re-educate them or, or just just a first-time education? Because I, well, I, I've talked to a number of um, um, number of the cleaning staff from some of the owners in our management company – who who had a let, let's say an outdated perspective on what guests want. I mean, I'm going back to our the early times in the early 2000s when people used to say, "Well, it's just a cottage," and I'm sure you've heard that it's just a cottage. What do they expect? Who cares if there's mouse poop in the drawers, and you know if if the if the floor hasn't been thoroughly cleaned. And and we had to do a lot of re-education with with cleaning and maintenance staff to say that demands have changed. The the one the number one criteria now that people want is spotlessly clean. Um, how, how how was that with you? Was it was it difficult to um, to educate your cleaning staff and get them into that philosophy of hospitality that I know you as an owner has. Absolutely. Uh, we, we've been fortunate. The handymen have been great. They understand it. They get in there right away. They want to make sure they keep the clients happy. 
and they're out of there as quickly as possible so they're not disturbing them if, if something should occur while they're actually there staying there. The cleaning staff, that was actually the core of the problems that we had with, with previous people doing the cleaning, is they had been doing cleaning for other cottages and they thought that meant, well, just a quick little sweep and just make sure nothing is growing in the fridge and we're good to go. Well, that's not good enough for us. You know, they want, I want people to come in, they hear the soft playing music in the background, they see the bottom of, bottle of wine on the countertop, the cottage is immaculate, and it just sets the tone right away for the stay that they're going to have, you know, while they're vacationing there. And, and anything less to me is just not acceptable. I, I love, you know, this is, this is just beautiful words to me. <laughs> I love hearing this <laughs> because, you know, in, in my job, I'm going across the province. I'm talking to owners and still hearing that old attitude, you know, well, they've got to clean it before they go. And I want to make sure they clean the toilets and clean the wash basins. And, I, you know, I, I've talked to people like Matt Landau. Who's, who's absolutely horrified that that even exists anymore. And I said, well, yeah, actually it does. And people still have to bring their own linens to certain cottages. But uh, I know you, like me, you want, you, you want a guest to walk in your door and, and see a bed freshly made up for them just to crawl into rather than have mom have to spend the first hour of her vacation making beds. Absolutely. And, and, people determining what the guests are going to do at their cottage. Like it kills me when I, when I talk to people and they say, well, we don't need to have Wi-Fi. They're on vacation. They shouldn't have Wi-Fi. That doesn't make sense to me at all. Trying to decide what your guests should or shouldn't have, you know, if they want to, maybe they can enjoy their vacation more because they know that they've been able to keep up on their emails, you know, one or two hours a night before they go to bed every night. It allows them to relax more during the day. It, the old mindset, I think that's why our company is so successful right now, because unfortunately, as you know, Heather, the old mindset is so dominant right now. It's so There's people not updating their calendar for three months, mm-hmm. and guests are calling, wanting to book, and, and uh, the owners haven't even checked their rental calendar in three months, or responding to emails three days later or a week later, instead of within the first 10 minutes, and and. So it's no surprise if someone takes on this business and wants to do it right that they become successful because there's just such a demand for it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the opportunity is out there. It just, it just blows me away how, uh, how complacency is still, as you, as you call it, the mindset, that, uh, that complacent mindset still dominates in, in some of our areas. And it actually works really, really well for people like you and me. Yeah, Absolutely. So talking about bookings, how, how do you, what, what do you use? Let, let's go into the, um, into the sort of the nitty gritty, the technical side. You've got a great website. How do your people book? How do you take, do you have a booking engine within that or do you use um, something remote? Yeah, you know, we're kind of right at that hub right now where I'm looking, that's why I'm looking forward to the uh, Vacation Rentals Summit as well to be able to talk to other people that are kind of in, in the same situation that I am. So starting off with just one cottage, just a basic spreadsheet, and we've been handling the bookings. I handle the bookings myself, uh, keep everything up to date on the spreadsheet. Well, now we've grown to four cottages, and I've got four separate spreadsheets on the go. I'm just kind of at that hub, I think, where we're, we're looking to get into something a little bit more automated, something uh, a little bit more consistent. 
it's been working great for me. Uh, you know, I I keep right on top of uh, the databases and, and when I need to contact the guests before their arrival, giving them the arrival instructions, giving them the, departner instru- the departure instructions um, in advance of their arrival, giving them details on things to do in the area. So I think we do a good job of it, but I just think there's a way for us to become a little bit more efficient. So I'm looking forward to that summit. I think there's some better ideas out there, and I'm looking to, to talk to more people that are using different resources. Yeah, and I think I, th- I think you will find people that you're networking there who are going to come up with some great ideas for you. So, uh, so I'll probably follow up with you after the summit. See, you know, if, if you've um, what ideas you've taken on board. So let's let's talk about your yeah. mar- market a little. Um, I mean, I know who your market is certainly in the July August um, period because it's exactly the same as mine. You'll be looking for. I mean, I'm I'm putting words into your mouth here, but I'm assuming you're yep. looking for for families and the three generation family are the best. Um, elaborate on that a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. So. As you've said before, and I agree with you 100%, I think when you're going into this, you need to have an idea who you're targeting, who your market is. And my market, who I'm targeting, is pretty much a blueprint exactly of my family. If I would go to this cottage and enjoy myself and it has all of the things that appeal to me, then I know it's going to appeal to my my target market. So we're talking uh, middle age with kids, uh, maybe the in-laws come along, maybe uh, grandparents are coming along on the vacation. That's the type of vacation I want to sell. as a family coming, having a great time swimming, fishing, uh, nearby activities, enjoying the fire pit, enjoying the beach. That's what I'm going after. And uh, that starts right with the purchase of the cottage. I mean, when we're out, when we were building the cottage, when we were looking to buy the cottages, that's in the forefront of my mind. I'm already thinking of who I'm marketing these cottages to and the privacy. Uh, is it is it away from the other cottages so they can actually enjoy themselves? Is there is it good swimming? Is it good fishing? All of these things are going through my mind when we're looking to purchase the cottage. Yeah, and I think uh, you, you make a great point there. A lot of people go out, um, and I know this is, with, with the Cottage Life show coming up um, at the uh, beginning of April, there will be a ton of people out there looking for cottages to buy and at the back of their mind I think for, for many of them will be well of course you know I will be able to rent it during the time that I'm not using it but it's there is a, a huge difference between what your personal wants and needs are though and what the needs of the rental market might be so yeah that's a, that's another topic I think that we will probably pick up on another occasion Dean um, you know, yeah. the whole talk about buying for rental as well as personal use so, so that's that's the summer market. How do you adapt your marketing strategy to reach the um, to the, the low and the shoulder season market? And for us, that's um, I would say we'll come back to winter in a minute. But for us, that's sort of May, June, and September, October. Yeah, uh, that's actually something we're really proud of. We've been doing really well with our off-season rentals. Uh, price is number one, so we make sure that we're priced. Uh, according to what the market demands are. So if the summer demand is really high and we're booking sooner and sooner, then then the price has to increase a little bit. And the same goes with the off-season. If I find that our off-season weekends aren't being rented and they're sitting vacant, then the price has to come down accordingly. Although we've been fortunate, we really haven't had to do that too, too much. They maybe just haven't 
risen as quickly as the summer months have, but uh, we've been very successful in renting out those off-season weeks. Um, just the places that we advertise as well, we're on multiple platforms, so we're constantly updating and renewing our ads on Kijiji. Uh, we have ads on VRBO, Airbnb, Flipkey, Canada Stays, our website. We take a lot of pride in our website. So we're bringing in uh, people from these multiple listing sites. Uh, one cottage might be on two sites. Another cottage is on another two sites. We kind of mix it up a little bit, hoping to bring everyone back to the website and, uh, and keeping them there, as I said earlier, keeping them in that Serenity Vacations umbrella. As soon as they come and rent our cottage, they become comfortable with the brand and they know what they're what they're going to get and hopefully they stay with us and rent one of our cottages next time. We're active on social media, Twitter, Facebook, we're constantly uh, make sure we're updating those posts and so we're kind of, uh, may you, while you may not see a direct result, I post on Facebook, that doesn't mean I get a booking tomorrow, but what it does mean is that I'm in their mind and in their line of sight over, over a span of time. We constantly are making these posts and six months down the road, they're thinking, you know what? I keep seeing the Serenity Vacation Rentals making these posts on Facebook and Twitter. We've been thinking about getting away for a vacation. Let's get the family together and, and go out for a nice autumn weekend at, the, at, at a cottage. So it's been working really well for us, Heather. I think that's you've made a great point there. It's, it's, it's like I, I remember years ago um, doing some radio advertising. And my idea was, which was very naive at the time, well, we just do one ad. And, and I was very quickly educated into the fact that uh, you, you do multiple advertising over a period of time um, because people get used to hearing it. And whereas they see it the first time and the second, or hear it the first time or second time, and it, um, it, it just sort of wafts past them, by the time they're hearing it the sixth and seventh time, it's beginning to infiltrate their conscious mind. So it, it becomes something familiar. So what you're saying there is, you know, you, is exactly that. You can't just put, oh, well, I've, I've done Facebook and it didn't work for me because you did it once. Um, it's like blogging. It's keeping those blog posts coming on a consistent and continuous basis and then, um, promoting those out to all these different uh, social media platforms that will then drive the traffic back. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, well, you, you're, I've, I've looked at your website, which, of course, I'll put a, um, a link to your website on the, uh, on the show notes so people can go and have a look. And, of course, I went to your availability calendars. You know, well, how's Dean doing with these? I was shocked. You yeah. really are. You've... <laughs> I mean, I know I'm dealing, I've, I've got 200 properties and I have you know, a good proportion of them fully booked for the summer, but, uh, but you've done an, uh, an amazing job when I'm looking at your June and September, because that's, you know, it's, it's tough for everybody getting people out of the city at that time. Um, when I talk about the city, this is for my listeners here. When I'm talking about the city, I'm talking about the city of Toronto. This is where the majority of our demographic lives. They live in, in the city or in the immediate surrounds. So they have maybe a two, two and a half, two, two and a half hour drive to get to Dean's property. So it's often a very last minute decision. Would you agree, Dean? Do you get a lot of last minute inquiries? Um, yes and no. I mean, 
For the summer months, there's just such high demand. I mean, those are booked well in advance. We do get a few last-minute inquiries if there is uh, a weekend available in the wintertime, but uh, I am finding that last-minute inquiries to us may mean a month away. Uh, we've got one of our cottages uh, in April. There's still a couple of weekends available, and so normally it's two or three months in advance we're getting those booked, but now three or four. I mean, I have had last minute, I've had uh, two weeks, be- or, sorry, two days before a weekend is the le- the latest I've ever had a rental, but uh, we've been very fortunate. I What I want to add, Heather, I think what I credit a lot of the success to is the reviews. I think a lot of people don't put enough value in the reviews that you get. So what we do is we encourage our guests when they arrive at the property, when they've, when they've completed their vacation, we ask them to add their comments in the guest book, things that they really enjoyed at the cottage, things their family uh, did while they stayed there and what they particularly liked. Our cleaning staff, when they go in, they take a snapshot, a picture of those comments in the guest book. Those comments I then take and I transcribe onto our website. So it's almost like a, an immediate review. It's a copy of the things that they loved about the property and I put those onto the website. And of course, I, you know, when I send the follow-up email, I say, you know, thank you so much for the great comments. I've added those to our website. Uh, it'd be nice for other people to read about what, what, they enjoy, what they can enjoy at our property. And it's been great for us. And, and it's a nice way to have that independence from the listing sites as well. Those are my reviews. They're not VRBO reviews. They're not Airbnb reviews. So if something happens with those websites, I know that the, the horror story that you told in the past where one of the sites wiped out all of your reviews. Well, this is a nice mechanism for us to have those reviews separate. And those are just the guest book reviews. If they do book through VRBO, I do follow up with them up to three times. Would they mind please leaving a review on that website as well? Mm-hmm. It's amazing when you scroll through those websites you'll see 20 listings with zero reviews or one review. Or, and by the time you get to 30, 40th listing, you may find one with 15, 20 reviews. So if your only thing that makes you stand out is they come across and they see you have 50 reviews, they know, wow, people must really love this property. And, and it's, I can feel confident that this is going to be a good rental property. This isn't their first time renting it out. Yeah, great point. Um Yes, we're we're still fighting TripAdvisor over those reviews, um, but uh, yeah, it's unbelievable. Yeah, um, yeah, another story, really. But uh, but this this is great. So you've got you have multiple properties. They're jam packed through, and you know this this upcoming season. You've got four that are, are full. You've got ten weeks of rental um, times four. That's a lot of people going into those properties. Um, what are what are your biggest challenges in managing the properties? Well, right now it's it's using the spreadsheets. Um, so I would like to get to um, you know, as I said earlier, a, a system that kind of looks after things a little bit better. Right now, if you contact the business, you get me on my cell phone directly. So that that's good and bad. I, immediate response, I'm there right away. But the bad part is now all of a sudden it goes through to the hands-free while I'm driving in my vehicle and to try and keep everybody uh, to know what cottage they belong to sometimes becomes difficult. So it, it does become a little bit more work when you're looking after multiple properties and somebody says, uh, 
hey, we just arrived at the property, where should we be parking? And then I have to try and think, oh my gosh, which property are you at? You know, so that becomes a little bit difficult, but it's it's a good problem to have, is having multiple properties with multiple people coming to stay at your property. So uh, I think we're just, as I said, kind of getting to that point where we may have to look at, look at switching over to uh, having an actual landline where the business calls come in and have a part-time staff, someone he, who's here to manage the calls and can quickly look up and know exactly what's going on at each of the properties. Yeah, I think uh, I think with four, that's probably going to come sooner rather than later. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we we deal with situations all the time, every, every year. Um, and actually, we we hire a law student now, I and mean, this is the fourth year this year that we've hired a law student that deals with our problems. We call them the guest services representative because at, at, at a point, some points in the summer, we have on a Saturday afternoon at four o'clock, we might have 160 families going into different properties. So we think we've, we think we've seen it all. You know, we've had the, just the common ones of people can't get in. They, they've got there and the lock box code doesn't work which is not too bad when it's nice and sunny, but in, in, a, um, in a torrential downpour, when the weather forecast is rubbish for the whole week, that does make people a little bit angry. Um, we've had, we, we did have a, a situation with bed bugs at one property, which was genuine. And then we have the situation, the occasional situation where somebody will arrive and say, I actually don't like this. I want to go home. Usually that's because they've, they've got another situation going on at home. So uh, we have to deal with those. So we think we've seen and heard it all, but I'd love to know some of the situations you've had with your properties, whether you, where, where you really had to think on your feet to recover them. Well, I've got a pretty good one for you. I, I received a call when my cleaning staff arrived at one of our properties over the Christmas break. I, I think it was just after Boxing Day. They went in and there was a four-hour turnover. People had left and there was another family coming in four, later, four hours later and they walked in and the basement was flooded. And this was at the new cottage that we had built and this was maybe eight months after the cottage was built. So still very new. So it was not a fun phone call to make, but I uh, called the guests that were on their way and explained the situation to them told them I was going to do everything in my power to get the situation revolved, re resolved and get them into another cottage. Uh, got, we got our handyman over there right away and found the source of the problem, which ended up being a, uh, a faulty part in the UV filtration system. And the other guests who had left the property, it was just a total coincidence when it happened. That, when it happened, they, they had just left and, and uh, the leak had started right when they had left. So they, they didn't even realize that there was a problem going on in the basement. So uh, it was very difficult. We get on the phone with a lot of different uh, cottage owners, management companies, trying to find somewhere to get this family at the last minute. And number one, either they were already booked or the second problem we had was because it was over the Christmas break, it was almost impossible to get a, get a hold of some of these cottage owners. So uh, we ended up finding two different cottage options for them. Unfortunately, both of them were fairly far from the property. They were about, one was 45 minutes away, one was one hour away. But if, if they were willing to go there, uh, of course, we were going to cover the entire cost and look after everything for them. But uh, 
what we ended up doing uh, and working out, they they requested they would rather go to a hotel for a couple of days, and then they had made some other plans. They were going to go somewhere else. So I cut. I gave them a full refund. I gave them. I purchased two nights at the hotel for them, and they were very thankful. Um, it was just one of those things that couldn't be helped, but you know, these are the problems you're going to have to deal with when, you know, they're, they're going to happen. So we did offer to them to, to give them a refund in full and allow them just to stay on the upper level while the basement was looked after. And, and we kind of talked it back and forth and they just thought it wasn't going to work out for them because there was, I think there was eight in the group and they just thought they would be a bit too cramped upstairs. But uh, yeah, it was a very stressful time, but uh, you know, we did what we could and we thought, all things considered, we did the best thing we could for them at the time. Yeah, that sounds that sounds great and so customer focused. Um, I'm just working on the um, an, an emergency services uh, or emergency services emergency planning um, webinar that we're going to be doing in a in a week or so, um, and about the fact that you can manage so many of these things if you do plan for them. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, we, we, we do this in our company and we, we have this great brainstorming exercise where we, where we sit down and we can go, we can go, we can let our imaginations run absolutely wild on what could possibly happen. Um, and, and actually that, that, and then that allows us to create our systems and procedures for, for dealing with different things. Um, and we, we, we do have one for, you know, if the family arrives at, at, at that time and and things things go awry for them, um, we have a system in place for that. So, what else? Give me give me one other one. I'm, I'm putting you on the spot now. <laughs> uh, that by far is the standout one. We've had we've had lots of smaller ones. We've had two separate occasions where guests arrived on the wrong day, but. Uh, in both instances, it worked out well that there just happened to be nobody at the property at that time. Uh, we, and, and I, and I get so worked up and upset. I'm going through my previous emails. Oh my God, am I the cause of this? Did I tell them the wrong day? And in both cases, it was them that made the mistake. They just happened to arrive on the wrong day. And it made me sad too, because they, they had the arrival instructions. And instead of having what, what I described earlier, having them walk in and hear the music playing and the bottle of wine out for them and the beds freshly made, they walk in and they find beds unmade, the cleaner has, cleaners haven't been there yet. So in both cases, I was like, oh my God, please don't think that that's how you would have found the cottage, you know. So, uh, but both of them were, were apologetic and thankful that uh, we just, you know, adjusted, uh, adjusted the paperwork and everything, and that was fine. They were, and actually, in one of the cases, well, both of the cases, I offered to send the cleaner there right away to get it straightened up for them and, and the way that they would have found it if they had have arrived on the right day. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of them took us up on the offer, and the other uh, family said, no, it was our mistake. We're here on the wrong day. Don't even worry about it. We'll look after it. So. So that's a couple little things. We've had a, a boat go missing, uh, a rowboat, but uh, the guests were fantastic. They called that morning and, and the lady was upset with her husband. She said he came in late last night from fishing and he didn't pull the boat in all the way. Uh, we woke up this morning. The boat was gone. We're hoping just a neighbor borrowed it, but they were fantastic. They they said, look, whatever, if you, you had got to pay somebody to go out and find it or to bring it back, we'll pay for it and everything else. And it was really no issue. We contacted our service guy. He headed over. 
uh, got into another boat and ended up finding it just on the other side of the lake. So brought it back to the cottage and it was no big deal. It, it's nice. It's nice when you get the guests, when the little things happen, it's, it's okay. I'm, I can accept that and I'm okay with it, but it's even nicer when the guests contact you and, and it meant something to them. Like she was so worked up and upset that that had happened. And it was just touching that she was she was valued the cottage so much and the property there that she was worried and, and upset about it. So it, it was nice to hear that. That's great. That's great. Yeah. Uh, it's funny you should talk about people arriving at the wrong time. I mean, we, we, we had a, an instance in our own cottage oh, many years ago where my, my caretaker went in to do the changeover on a Saturday and the guests and, and, and it was clear that the guests hadn't moved out they hadn't gone um but they had gone out for the day and we had oh, no. so so they'd left for the day for their outing and they just hadn't vacated so so that was that was really really tough because we had to try and locate these guests we had guests coming in at four o'clock that afternoon and yeah that was i it- that, 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 and they just th- they just thought that they were they, they were staying another day. They, they, got their days they thought up. they were staying till the Sunday. Yeah. Oh goodness. But uh, it all worked out. But yes, all these things are the things that you know you need to think about um, when when you're going into this business. It's not it's not that easy a business to be in. We we seem it we seem to sound like it is, but there's so many different component parts that come together to make a smooth vacation for our guests and for ourselves and our staff. So take bearing that in mind, Dean, if you are talking to a brand new owner, um, who, so if I'm sending you somebody who says, I want to buy a property and I want to rent it out. What are those things? What are the three most important things that you would tell them uh, at the outset when they're planning on renting out? Okay. Uh, number one, before you even buy, you need to talk to somebody who, who can assist you, who knows what to look for when purchasing the property. So that means if you're looking to buy a, cop, a property to rent out, you should be talking to Heather or somebody like myself, someone who manages and looks after properties so they can tell you exactly where the demand is. What kind of cottages are people looking for? What are the things that they want to have that are important to have at the cottage so that they can come and rent and enjoy themselves? A lot of people think about that after the fact. They think, I want to rent out a cottage and it's going to be great and easy. I'll just go buy the first cottage I see and then I'll talk to a management company about renting it out. Why not talk to them first? Find out what kind of cottages are in demand and what you need to have. And and so talk to a real estate agent who knows what they're talking about. A lot of real estate agents in the Muskoka, well, I'm sure this applies to anywhere, will say, oh yeah, this is a fantastic cottage. You'll be able to rent it out, no problem. Well, how do they know that? Are they actually renting out cottages themselves? Do they own rental properties themselves? And that's the nice uh, nice thing that we have to offer here at Serenity Vacation Rentals. My wife being a real estate agent, she knows both sides of it. She's a real estate agent that can help you make the purchase, but also we have the experience of actually renting out the cottages. We know what we're looking for. We have clients that we're dealing working with right now where we actually, Jackie and myself work together. We send the listings that I know are going to be good rest rentals and I know that can be successful. We go up together to look at the property with the client. We actually have a look and, and she gives her 
comments uh, from a real estate agent perspective, and I have my comments on, on a, a rental management perspective. So talk to these people first. That's number one thing. Number two thing is research. Uh, you know, Heather, I've been following your podcast since day one. So you need to be out there listening to these podcasts, reading the blogs, following the information, learn from the people that are in the know. That's where you're going to get a lot of valuable information. And the last thing I would say is you need to make the decision, am I going to manage this property myself or am I going to have someone else manage it for me? We talked a little bit today about some of the things owners do that uh, that's a detriment to them. They're, they're not updating their calendar. They're not responding right away. If you can't make that, that commitment, that 100% commitment that you're going to be giving excellent customer service, that you're going to be responding right away, that you know that you're going to be updating your calendar, your website, you're going to be, you, if you know that you can't do all of those things, then go with a management company, someone who knows and has been doing it for a while, they'll be able to respond right away. A lot of people look at the money it costs. So for a little bit of money for a management company to look after your property, and you think, well, if I run it myself, I get to keep that money. The difference is you're not renting it out near as often as what a management company can do. That money is, is, is going to be made up in the rentals that they do throughout the year. So those are the three main things I think I would consider before going out and, and buying your own vacation rental. That's great, Dean, because they're all such valid points. I mean, you've you've probably heard my story about coming out from from England the first time and and finding the realtor who really knew nothing whatsoever about rentals and absolutely um, and nearly um, buying something that would never have rented. And then I ended up finding something on my own that he told me would never rent. <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable! Yeah, just amazing. So so yeah, very very important uh, points. So Dean, we're just about coming up to our. Um, to our time now. It's been amazing talking to you. We could carry on like this for, for a long time. And I know when we get together in Toronto at the end of, um, at the end of April, we'll continue this discussion. No doubt you'll be at the Cottage Life show. So we'll probably um, um, have, have some time to have a chat then as well. Um, you know, I just want to congratulate you on, you know, spearheading what I think is a revolution in the Ontario um, cottage rental market. I know some of the rental agencies are still um, still have that that old mindset, um, and it's 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 taking pioneers uh, to 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 raise these standards and to move the industry to the next level because we're we're way behind the uh, much of the U.S. I hate to say this, but we still are way behind in terms of of our philosophy of hospitality and you're up there at the top and I I really congratulate you on that. Well I thank you for for that Heather but I I really got to thank you it's all due to you it's because I've been following your podcast that you've shown me the way and that's and you know it's basically that simple you just listen to the podcast you follow the information that that you put out there for everyone and uh, you can be a success. It's been working for me. So I, I thank you, Heather, that your information has been, you know, has, has been invaluable. Well, on that uh, tone of mutual appreciation, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dean, I'll be putting, you know, links to your website and to other things we've talked about at the end of the, uh, at the, end of the show notes. So, so just thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me today. Thanks, Heather. You take care. As ever, 
you know, I get to the end of these interviews and I think, gosh, I could just keep, I could keep talking. I mean, maybe I just talk too much, but uh, I, I, you know, I could just keep asking and asking the questions. I'm so curious about how, how these owners are, are, are being so successful in their different locations. Um, it's just fun talking to them. Um, Dean is doing a fantastic job with his properties. And I, I just, I, you know, I, I had a little bit of chat with him um, earlier and I was just saying that, you know, he really is spearheading this revolution in Ontario to raise standards and to promote this philosophy of hospitality that I have, that Dean has, um, and try and cut through this, this old mindset that, uh, that many of the traditional cottage rental owners in Ontario have. They, I know, will not be listening to this podcast because, sadly, many are really not interested in knowing anything more about the business rather than, you know, how, how quickly they can get their rental money in for the July and August weeks because they know they'll rent them. But, you know, over time, the market will dominate. And this is the same in every area. The market will define how we have to behave, how the market will define the way we create our product and the way we sell our product and the way we deliver our product. So, you know, Dean is, is one of those owners who's, who, is, who is really up there on the leading edge. And, and it was a delight to speak to him. So I'm going to wrap up now. Um, I am getting ready to go to Barcelona at the weekend for um, VRMA Europe. I will be, um, I'll be telling you all about it, I'm quite sure, uh, when I get back. So for now, thank you so much for spent, taking the time to listen to me yet again. And, and I'll be speaking to you again very soon. This episode of Vacation Rental Success is over, but don't worry, Heather will be back soon. Want more great resources? Visit cottageblogger.com for tips, tricks, downloads, and strategies to help you achieve profit from your vacation rental business.